Most of the stories, amazing stories in the Bible, involve a man or woman of God hearing the small voice of God. If we look at the stories, they are the small voice of God coming to a prophet, coming to a, um, a man or woman of God. How many times did God thunder and the people actually listen and act? When, when the power of God was displayed on the mountain, the people ran. They were terrified. And they said, tell him to, tell him to stop. Tell him to stop. They literally said, we cannot listen to the voice of God. It's too much. So Moses, you go do it. And they sent Moses to hear God for them. It was too much. If God would just speak to you with power, you'd, you'd be overwhelmed. It's too much. That's why the still small voice, it's for us. It's not to keep himself from us. He has hidden himself for us, not from us. It, that, that requiring us to go after him grows that relationship, and now your heart posture is open to him far more than if there was power. You would close off if there was, too, if there was power. Now, we also need to be willing to hear anything he speaks to us, even if it's different than what we anticipated. This is the other challenge. So often I think we go to God asking for a word to confirm something we've already decided we want to hear from him. <laughs> I should probably repeat that one like 10 times. So often we go to God asking for a word to confirm something we've already decided we want to hear. And this could be a business decision. It could be a relationship. It could be simply a goal we have that we want to accomplish something. I actually wonder how many times, how, how many times people go to God just to hear what's on his heart. How many times have you gone with no agenda? Not, God, I need a word on this. What if it's just, hi, what's on your heart? I think, so, so this is really one of the things that has opened up my relationship with the Lord is that I, I have stopped going to him with agendas. <laughs> So after humility and asking to hear his voice, then comes the need to see who we really are in Christ. Now, this is a revelation of righteousness. If you don't have a revelation of righteousness, you will not be able to believe to the point that you can hear his voice as clearly as you could, as you should. There is something about, there's something that shifted in my heart when I re received a revelation of righteousness, that, uh, I mean, his voice just got, it, it, I, it became so clear. I've had hours-long conversations with him, back and forth. He's super articulate. He's not, bug, do this. He, he, he says, so here's what I'm thinking. I was, I was, you know, and he describes what he's thinking. He, and a lot of times 
there are verses right in there because he just speaks the word. He has laced verses together, one after another, in full conversation. That's all it was, verses. And he told me what he wanted to say through verses. The, the thing uh, that shifted for me is I, the revelation of righteousness brings this belief that I am, there's a, like, how can I say it? I'm authorized to hear him. I'm enough. There's enough. Like, I'm not this worm on the ground. You're, you know, I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I'm not. I'm righteous because of him. Sure, I was, but I'm not anymore. I am righteous because I was saved by grace. So, I... I just I want to read 2 Corinthians 5, 16 to 21 so that we can just hear this. I know you guys probably know these verses, um, but I want to read this. Just listen or read along. 2 Corinthians 5, 16. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the, to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. These verses are, they are so clear to me on what happened, what Jesus did and why. And the end saying, he became sin, He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become, we shifted. Boom, he became sin. We became the righteousness of God. When you find yourself in the presence of the king, in the presence of purity, pure righteousness and holiness, if you do not know that you are also pure, righteous, and holy, you will run. Even if it's not physically run, you will hide. You will I'm going after God and I'm pursuing him and you encounter his presence and you go, and, and if all you think is condemnation and I'm nothing and nobody, he'll try to speak to you and you'll block yourself. You have to know that he has made you. You're not that on your own, but because of him you are. He has made you pure, righteous, and holy. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I don't have these in my notes, but I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Present your body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. You are holy. If you've been born again, you are holy and righteous, just as righteous as Jesus. And that, I think, is the... It, when you have that, not by what I've told you, but why, by a rhema, revelation, Go to him and say, show me how you see me. And you will see complete perfection. You will see perfection when you look in the the mirror at yourself. 
because you see the way he sees you. When that's the case, then you're open to hear his voice. If not, it's, it, you cannot, it, it's limited. Now, I know I mentioned this last time. I want to I just read this again. We're talking about righteousness. Romans 10, 2 through 4. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So, the, the religious person, even, even let, let's say you, you go into um, a monastery where, okay, maybe there's all kinds of other things that shouldn't happen. But say there's a, there's a monastery where people's hearts are right and they, these, these monks are pursuing God but they're doing it on their own. They're, they're um, subjecting themselves to harsh environment so that they're more acceptable to God. They're trying to create a righteousness on their own. The Orthodox Jews, they're trying to create a righteousness on their own. Amish, Mennonites, us, any religion, Lutheran, Methodist, you name it. <laughs> I don't know about Methodists anymore, but uh, sorry, <laughs> I've heard some weird stuff. But anyway, uh, seeking to create an unrighteousness of their own. Um, no, seriously, think of this. What have you done? What do you do on a daily basis to create your own righteousness? Do you make yourself? Uh, I'm not saying don't be diligent. Be diligent and seek him. But if it is to gain acceptance from him, your heart is trying to create your own righteousness. You are accepted because of Jesus, not because of you. And this is not just a righteous covering of sins. This doesn't just cover it. It's not just something to appease the wrath of God. It, it is the exact righteousness and perfection of God himself. Yeah. It has been changed. That's why... 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 17, you are a new creature. But get, the old has passed away. It, it's not like you can even get the old back. The unrighteousness and the sin and all that, you can't get it back to you. It's gone, and you are a new righteous being because of Jesus. It's amazing. I actually think it changes your DNA. I, I have proof of that. But anyway... <clears throat> What's another story? So again, what does the voice of God sound like? How can we learn to recognize him? It's really the overarching question here then. Okay, if, if we believe we can hear him, we know our righteousness in him, we've submitted to him in humility, we seek his face, uh, we, we want to hear the still small voice. How do, we, how do we know that? Let's get to the next step. You've, you've heard something there in your heart. There's a, there's, there's a thought that comes to you, or you hear a voice in your head. You go, sounds like my voice. How do I know? I, I go back to, and this is, I go back to the, the nature of God. What's he like? God is love. Jesus was called the Prince of Peace. So when I hear God's voice, there is a deep peace and love that is present when he is speaking. 
every time. Because it's him. When you, when you think of the, the nature of God, it's not something he's trying to be. It's something he already is. So, recognizing that peace, that unexplainable, that peace that passes understanding, that love that you can't explain why, why this depth of love. If, you're, if you allow yourself to recognize that, you will, you'll see it, you'll feel it, you'll sense it. You'll know, you'll begin to know his voice, like a sheep knows the shepherd's voice. He leads us by peace, he leads us by love. The other thing is, he will never contradict the word of God. So if you hear a voice and it says something contrary to the word of God, it's not him. Because the word of God actually is him. <laughs> it's him in written form. And I already said this. Uh, many times he will use scripture to speak to me, to speak to you. You hear verses um, listen, why, why is that verse coming to you? Because you don't always, it, it's like I read the Bible and I put the word in me. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. I, I, I read it and I put the, the Logos word into me so that at any time he can call that up into a rhema. That's what's amazing about it. When you read the word, it's not just to learn that day. It's Hiding the Logos in your heart, Logos is written, hiding the Logos in your heart so that he can recall it as a rhema. I, have, I don't know how many times I've read the Bible. Actually, I kind of lost track. There was times I, I mean, I've sat and read all of Paul in one sitting. All of it. All of him, every letter. Don't stop. Start Start right at the beginning, start at Romans, and read all the way through all of them. You would absorb the word. This isn't just do, read your devotions, have your devotions, and, and read three verses or chapters or whatever. This is absorbing him. And if, if you're not doing that, you've already shown your level of diligence. I'm not saying this to condemn you. I'm saying this to inspire you. Remember that. <laughs> uh, I so using the word. This this happened to me um, right after my wife and I were married, so 28 years ago. Uh, it's like I can remember this like it was yesterday. Like for real, it, it was this. It was dynamic, and he, he, he did it in multiple ways. So we bought land, actually, we bought land in Sugar Creek, and my plan was to build a house. Like, I wanted to own a house. I wanted to build it. I had worked in construction, was working in construction at the time, and liked working with my hands. And so I had drawn up a house. Um, I did mechanical drafting and stuff, so I, I know how to draw something up. And it was fun to do. I, I created this house. I laid it all out on this land. We bought this land, and it was just a mess. Like, an old guy had lived there for ages. 
and I'm, I'm saying like decades and decades. I don't remember how, but like he hadn't done anything on the land for 30 years. Like he hadn't, he hadn't mowed it. He hadn't taken the briars down. He, nothing. So, I mean, these, the briars were 12 feet up in the trees uh, along the fence row. I'm saying like, it was such a mess. And it was not a huge piece of property, but it was, it was two and a half acres. And so I kept thinking, okay, I need to know where I put my focus. This is going to take some time. There's no driveway on it. There's no, there's like, I had to start from scratch. But I thought if I build the house and we live there, even if it's a total mess, I can make a spot in the middle, build the house. And then as we live there, then I'll just work on the land and I'll, and I'll clean it up. Living there is going to make it easier because I'll, I'll have access to it. And uh, so that was my plan. But I was like, I need to know because this is going to take, if I don't build the house, it's going to actually take me at least a year or more to get this cleaned up and get the driveway in. Because I, I had a full-time job. This isn't like, okay, I'm going to focus on this and just get it done. I had to do it nights and weekends. And so I sat before him and I said, Lord, I'm asking you for a word. I need to know. Uh, do, I, do I build the house or do I clean up the land? And I was sitting on my chair and I have my Bible open and, and I fell asleep. And I woke up to, this is it was an audible voice. I wasn't sure if I heard it in a dream or if I heard it audibly because it woke me up. But he said, read Proverbs 24. And there, there's no one else in the house. Like there, there's no one there. And it was a man's voice. And I, I like, okay. So I got my Bible, I read, I opened Proverbs 24. And I got to verses three and four where it says, through wisdom a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And I was like, score. I wanted to build the house. This is awesome. This, this is great. And I was sitting here sort of just silently rejoicing like, cool. All right. All right. And now I, I was awake. This is not like, I okay, if I hear his voice, is it a dream or is it? He spoke again while I was awake and he said, you're not done. Keep reading. I was like, huh? Okay. Oh, keep reading. Okay. Yes, sir. I got down to verse 27. It says, prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field and afterward build your house. I was like, okay, got it. Yes, sir. What? Yes. That's just the verses. It's what's there. So did I know what was in Proverbs 24 before that? I, I, I didn't remember ever having read that before. But he very clearly spoke to me. And I'll tell you why. I didn't know why at the time. Uh, but I did that. I put the plans away. I actually have never pulled them out. I mean, I might have pulled them out and looked at them, but I've never done anything with them. Because when it came time to build, I had already drawn 10 other houses. So 
um, 10 other versions. And I like the one we're in now way better than that one. But if I would have built there, I would have had a, for, for a 20 year old, I would have had a good size construction loan and be, been tied into this property. I, I'm here, living here, and I need to finish cleaning up this land because it wasn't sellable. You don't build a new house and sell it with the land a, a complete mess. Within a very short time of that, the Lord took us to Washington State. And I wouldn't, we wouldn't have been able to move. Now, maybe we would have. Maybe we'd have just taken a loss. Maybe we'd have just, you know, I don't know, but it would not have been the best. We would have had a house we didn't want, or we'd have just told them no. And all of the impact of living for eight years in Washington State could have been pulled away from us if I would have done what I wanted to do. And if I'd have stopped at verses three and four. So be willing to allow him to shift your thinking because he is good. He's not leading you into a trap. He's not stopping you from receiving good things. His heart is to give you good things. Know you not the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future. Like, he, he wants to give you good things and bless you. You just don't know what you're doing. I don't either. But that's okay. He'll lead you. And when you posture and present yourself before him and you, and you open yourself up, he, he, he will. He's promised to lead us. Now, that's an example. Um, I've only counted that as hearing God's audible voice as one time. I guess it was actually twice, if I think of it. I mean, two different things he spoke there. But um, it, it, in, the in, in the life experience that we were at at, at the time, I needed that. So like, like you said, he can. Yeah, you can. And you will if you need it. Like, most of the time you don't need it. I was in motion the wrong direction. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm going to have to stop you here and get you in the right place. Uh, that's using scripture. That's where he used scripture to speak to me. Uh, the other thing that I've noticed is that he'll bring a song to my heart. There's, there's something... Or he'll use a song. He used a song this morning. In fact, on the way here, I said, I'm driving here and I said, Lord, speak to me today. Like confirm something. Just, just specifically about this. About Actually, can you talk to me about hearing your voice? And on this song, and this is the live version where Maverick City Music, where they're, they're any, and the guy's saying all of those things, thank you that you speak to us today you like it's just a confirmation to me it came through a song somebody recorded it i don't know how long ago you could dismiss it and go yeah whatever that's just a song okay that's why you're not hearing him like if you don't believe that it's true for me it won't work for you why would you dismiss it just receive it let him speak to you in the, in the subtle ways like that. If it's encouraging, if there's peace and love with it, just, just believe it's him. 
So what if you're actually wrong? What if that wasn't God speaking to me? I'm pointing to my little speaker, but what if that wasn't God speaking to me? What did I lose? Zero, because I still got encouraged. Oh, you're believing something that's not true. Who cares? Guess what? I just received it from God. You can't take it from me. I hear him all the time, all the time, because I look for him all the time. Mm -hmm.